0: And the forces with me, I'm going to force the forces with me. Hello,
1: everybody. Welcome. It is Thursday night. We are thriving here in the Cantina Happy Hour. We're having a great time. We got Star Wars is just blooming, just blooming. We had the season finale of the Bad Batch. We had another awesome Mando episode. It's been great. We've been having a blast with all of this. I am your host, David. Always good to see everybody. With me, as always, is Debbie. How are you, Debbie?
2: I'm doing good. Excited to talk about all these episodes. They were so
1: cool. Oh, there was so much stuff to unpack, so we're going to get to all that. Don't worry. Don't worry.
2: Also with us tonight
1: is Cam from Cam and Focus. How are you, Cam?
3: I'm okay. I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be back. I'm sad that I missed last week. Forgiven.
1: You are forgiven. <laughs> also with us tonight, this one's a, he is a new, uh, Cast member for GNM, he's one of our new writers. This is Mister Dana Martin. He has uh, he has recently just written, had his first article published, which was all on Star Wars Underworld. Go check it out. It was a great read. I read it myself. Um, I'll, I'll we'll, we'll we'll talk about that toward the end. We got <laughs> we got shameless self plugs, but yeah, it was it was great article, great article. So Thanks. let's dive right into the bad batch here season two two part season finale which was kind of a surprise to everybody um an emotional season finale yes it was
3: um definitely oh
1: by the way before we even get going real good spoilers we are talking spoilers so if you haven't seen the bad batch yet or you haven't seen the newest episode of mandalorian go watch that first and then come (laughs) back and watch us easy as that but anyway bad batch two-part season finale um the batch is really thrown into a
3: uh a bit of a pickle a
1: a conundrum here yeah (laughs) because well last last season they had Omega kidnapped what well, kidnapped bounty hunted Cadbane and they got her back before the end of the, the season and this time they didn't get her back. So we left obviously with a big cliffhanger we've got Omega captured tech what, what, what's your call on Tech? Is he dead or are they going to bring him back?
2: I didn't see him personally die. So <laughs> if they don't die on screen, then they're not dead. <laughs> That's always my theory.
1: Darth Maul was cut in half on screen. <laughs> yeah. And he came back.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, Dr. Creepy Hemlock probably found the body or found tech and. He's somewhere in there in the same place that uh Crosshair is.
3: I'll buy that. I th- okay, so I don't necessarily think he's dead, you know, simply because you know, kids' show, sometimes they kind of have trouble sticking that emotional landing, but I hope he's dead because I want them to stick that emotional landing. <laughs> Uh, I mean, because c- c- in, in Rebels, you had uh, Kanan's death yeah, and you um, and you and you saw how that affected the rest Everybody. of the crew. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It, it was a, it was an extremely emotional, dark moment. And Bad Batch has kind of been lacking on that for the most part. I mean, it, it has its moments here and there. But, you know, well, well, when they go for it, I want them to go for it. And if they do go for it, I want them to stick to their guns. Yeah. They I'm in a,
0: a situation where I am two episodes behind the last two episodes. Oh, okay.
3: Okay. Oh, no. But,
0: but, but, oh, no, spoil no, no. away. We're, spoil we're, away because, because I, I, I prefer sometimes to know going in, especially if you're talking the E word there. Uh, I can get a little, you know, emotional myself, uh, every time in Jedi, every single time. So, yeah. No, go away, man. away. So, basically,
1: what happened was um, they're trying to, uh, they know that the that Dr. Hemlock is keeping clones. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to do a covert mission to um, the Ilium? Eridu. 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 Yeah. I was playing Galactic Battlegrounds later and I was playing on Ilium. Eridu. So, they're on Eridu. They're having this big... Um, summit. Summit. Because that's the name of the... Sure, why not? That's the name of the episode. Summit. Makes um, sense. With uh, Tarkin and obviously Hemlock. We find out this was a really good one. I loved this one. Uh, Krennic was there.
3: Oh! <gasps> Oh man.
1: And Tarkin Tarkin said it, it was he wasn't director critic yet. He's mm-hmm. still commander critic. Like yeah. Yeah. So it's uh commander critic, tell us the uh, status of Project Stardust. Oh man.
0: Oh. <laughs> That's fantastic.
1: It makes everybody happy. Everybody's <sighs> happy. Well, everybody that enjoyed Rogue One. Dave.
3: <laughs> hey Rogue One's not my favorite either but I will admit I squeed a little bit whenever whenever that happened I was like ooh we're getting more credit my favorite character from that movie
1: yes so um and and that was really I don't even think he said anything did he
3: he said he I don't remember what the exact words were but he he, he said some kind of affirmation whenever oh. Tarkin said, tell us about Project Stardust. He was like, okay, or yes, sir, or something. That's all it was. And then it,
1: and then it cut the scene, and it was like, oh, yeah. that's that's all you needed. That's all you needed, that, right? It, there.
3: It's like, oh, you couldn't even give me one solid line of dialogue to at least clue me in to, that, to, to whether or not that's Ben Mendelssohn. <laughs> <laughs> yes!
1: That would have been awesome. Oh, we're gonna have to go through and check the voice. Mm. Huh. Got Now I gotta go watch the credits again. <laughs> anyway. All right. So, and even if it was, I mean, they could have really just taken a line from Rogue One. Just, to, I'm sure he said yes at some point during Rogue yeah. One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you could just grab that and say, okay, whatever. Are you know.
3: we blind? Deploy the garrison. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. Okay. So we had. They had the summit going on. The the batch was going to go and um, put a homing beacon on hemlock's shuttle. This well, cat is just going nuts, nuts. tonight. <laughs> that <apologize>. darn cat.
2: <laughs> I apologize. Get
1: Oh, oh, you know what it is? <laughs> also with Debbie is Chewy tonight. We haven't mentioned Chewy yet. So uh, so because always makes an
2: appearance.
1: She he she wants to uh She has to have her name called and then maybe she'll leave us alone. Maybe she'll go curl up on the bed now. We've (laughs) acknowledged her. She's there. Hi, Chewie. Anyway. (laughs) So, um, they're at the summit. The the Batch is um, going to go put a homing device on Hemlock's ship so they can find out where the rest of the clones are. Now, they brought up something that I honestly, I was, I had watched Jedi this past weekend just because I felt like watching Return of the Jedi. But they brought up something that has always bothered me about Jedi. You know, Jedi, they flew in the Lambda-class shuttle and they, shuttle Tidarium, what is your, you know, blah, 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 and they sent them the code and everything. And then they just kind of disappeared. Now, you would think that the Imperials with such a high-priority target would be tracking all of these ships, but they're like, Oh, you just let them land, but nobody knows exactly where they went. Parts of technical <laughs> crew for the forest moon. Was, okay, where are they now? You you know you said you were coming, but the batch kind of you know they they touched on that to where they said okay we got the code and it works we gotta hurry up and land and get going before they realize that we're not showing up. Mm-hmm. So, and Echo was back again. Echo, I heard
0: that.
3: Man. Yeah. Yeah. we've we've been getting a lot out of out of Echo this season, yeah, and nice. I and I like that. You know, in the in the first season, I got I kind of made this joke in my uh, in my Cam and Focus video about the first season. I I said, you know, Hunter is this one, Wrecker is this one, Echo is there, and <laughs> Echo's just but, there. Yeah, now they've really given him stuff to do in this season. I'm just like, yes, finally, I liked Echo. Uh, uh, and and before they
1: even get to the summit thing, Tech had his little moment with uh what's her name? The V. Yeah. And I was like and and I saw all this and I'm like, Well, shoot, I guess they did have something going on. Mm-hmm. I just I was I don't want to say I was oblivious to it, but maybe I was just <laughs> like I don't want I think to
2: think he kinda was. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I wasn't seeing the chemistry between the two. Maybe that's what it was. Wow. Seen and heard tonight?
3: Oh, no. That, no, that's... That cat. <laughs> oh, oh, I was oh. like, what? <laughs> Whose
1: cat is that? <laughs> I
2: was going to say, it didn't really sound like Chewie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: My cat's running around here somewhere, so it's all good. Anyway, okay, so... Uh, and, and honestly, that really kind of set up to, you know, she was telling him, oh, be careful and don't die and all this other stuff. And I'm like, oh, he's going to die. <laughs> he's about to die. They, they just they just set that up and... <sighs> I don't know. I didn't see it. I, I mean, I guess Luke, Luke had told me, he said, hey, it happened like the last episode. Mm-hmm. And I just... <laughs> Completely zoned out on it. Completely. Had no clue. Anyway. um, They take these uh, sky trams to the summit. Then, um, as you would expect, everything just kind of falls apart. They did the... uh, They tried to put the thing on, and then explosions happened and bang bang and they all got caught and they all had to make sacrifices the rest of the second episode was basically them trying to escape the whole scene on the the tram going back to the shuttle was where we missed
2: the other cameo
1: oh yeah who who did i miss saw Oh yeah, what? yeah. That's why because that's why all every... his
2: fault. Shit. It was all his
1: fault. Everything <laughs> went it's to crap his because Saul Guerrero showed up. He was wearing. They were dressed as stormtroopers and they were trying to destroy the base. They were trying to destroy the summit. And the batch was like, "No, we need, <laughs> we need them to get away because we need the, to... we need to follow his ship." So
3: yeah, because he sucks. Who saw? Yeah, uh, he, yeah he had no regard for I, the clones. I never, I never liked his character. Not in no. Rogue One. Not in Andor. Not you're in... not supposed to. But well, well, no, see, see, I understand that you're not supposed to. But like, it's a, it goes deeper than just I don't like his character. Like, like I just every every time he's on, he comes on screen, I'm just like, oh, this guy again.
1: <laughs> oh, here we go.
2: Well, he wasn't too bad in Clone Wars. It wasn't until after mm-hmm. his sister was killed that he really went, went nuts, bonkers and extreme. Mm-hmm.
1: No beer, no pizza, make Homer something, something. <laughs> Go crazy, don't mind, never do. <laughs> Sorry. I just had to put the grow crazy in there. Anyway, so yes, it was Saw and his ragtag group of his rebel cell just... Causing destruction and dissident. Um, but then we get to the uh, what you call it, the tram cars, and Echo decided he needed to self-sacrifice to get away. It's too much weight. He was he was being towed. Um, hmm. Order oh he said uh it's order ninety nine,
2: plan 99. plan
1: ninety nine plan 99. which is the name is of, the is the title of the episode of the
2: episode and I seen that oh, and I was no. like oh this is not good because that just goes right back to Clone Wars, <sighs> mm-hmm. well
1: it yeah and mm. and no, the that's fact pretty that cool were,
0: though the whole ninety nine sixty six yeah. yeah yeah that's that's a nice throwback,
1: well and they are Clone Force ninety nine so sure sure. So man, that's
3: cool. It's, it's... N- named after clone ninety nine from the Clone
2: Wars. Who also made a sacrifice to save the team. Oh so much emotion <laughs> in all of this.
0: I appreciate knowing this going in. Oh
2: <laughs> yeah, keep oh, yeah your, this was, a, this your was a, tissue's a, close. Man. This one's a,
1: a good healthy mix of uh, uh Michael Bay with uh Steven Spielberg. So you nice. know, <laughs> a lot of emotion, but a lot of Oh, nice. pew pew pew! They were the clones, Clone Force ninety nine. The Bad Batch was actually shooting the stormtroopers this time. They weren't yep. stunning them. They were they were full on. Uh, and I've been saying that all season. These guys are trying to kill you. Kill. That's one of my favorite time. bits from
0: the last episode that I saw, where you were losing it. But come on, they are shooting at you. They are trying to kill you. Just kill them. Just totally. kill, kill them <laughs> back.
1: So anyway, yes, that was, uh, I, I was so happy to see that. I was like, oh, and I told Luke while we're watching, I'm like, look, they're not stunning everybody. They're just, they're actually trying to kill them. That's great. It's awesome.
3: Yay, death.
1: Yay, death. <laughs> <laughs> but then everything, when they, they 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 get on the tram and everything goes, Back to crap again. Um, hemlock ends up with was it Hunter?
0: Mm.
2: Wrecker first. Wrecker. It
3: was, it was Wrecker first.
2: And because why?
3: Because Sid sucks.
2: <laughs> I told you guys she was well, gonna you, do you, it. You told us and,
1: and Fee told us too at the beginning of this season. She said she said something along the lines of, you know. Sid's gonna betray you before, to, before you know it, she'll betray you. And it was like, oh hey, and, and honestly, I saw that with her there, and she's talking to him like, oh, they're about to get screwed. <laughs> yeah. She, she, she's gonna turn them in.
3: the the uh, The most character building thing she's done this entire season, besides give them their nicknames, and it's this, because <laughs> of course it is.
1: Why not? Hey. Debbie hasn't liked her from the start, and well, now we know why, because she's a bad guy, and Debbie is a wonderful judge of
3: character. Can it, Bandana? <laughs>
1: I, I, if she doesn't appear in the next season, I won't lose any sleep. <laughs> or, Or if she does appear, I hope it's them taking vengeance on her. But that's just me. Anyway so wrecker gets caught first hunter gets caught next omega is oh,
2: damn girl Disobeys once again
1: yeah you know, and it and it it gets her in trouble this time and hemlock is hemlock offers her he's like uh, hey look all i really want is you so i'll let them i'll turn them loose if you just come with me mm-hmm. and It was just a big cluster after that. <laughs> until we get to the until we get to the very end scene, she wakes up. That they had the. Uh, I really liked that. Uh, it, oh, it was the the car crash when they when the thing crashed into the into the through the side of the mountain and pulled a hole. Uh, what was that movie with Keanu? Reeves? Speed, and, the mm. little, and it poked through the hole and everything, and the, the cinematography with that where it was Echo's point of view, and it was fading in and out, and they're like,
2: Omegas. Oh, what did I say? Echo. Echo?
1: Oh no 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 no. Yeah, you're right. Omega. Did I'm we sorry. watch the same My show?
2: bad. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Oh, my bad.
3: It was interesting what they did with that, though. It G- gave me some real uh, Saving Private Ryan vibes. I
1: really well, liked it. I really enjoyed yeah. that because that that really puts you as a viewer into what's going on, into what's happening with these people and what they're going through.
2: Yeah, it gave a little more depth instead of just watching, you know, as, you know, from an outside view, just watching them carry her onto the ship and, you You know, just watching that, this viewpoint from Omega gave it a much more depth to it, I thought. Omega. Omega.
1: Omega. (laughs) And then Omega ends up in the clone. What do we want to call this thing? Testing center. Mm -hmm. Experiment center where they're holding crosshair. Uh, It's the Best Western, obviously. She (laughs) (laughs) she sees crosshair. The other two were conspicuously um, absent. Um, Was this where Hemlock jumped in and said, "Here's his," and threw the glasses? No, that was that that, that was back at
2: Sid's place. That was his crash site. Yeah. Mm. Oh, not yeah. Sid's place. My fault.
1: So they, they go to Sid's place, and he throws the glasses at her, which, again, did he die, or do they have him?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or so, did they
2: just find the glasses? Yeah, yeah. Or did they? And just decided to use
1: that. Are they going to make their big escape because of Tech? And Tech showed up, and he's pissed off now. Who knows? Anyway, it all ended with... Omega being in the detention center and she went. <laughs> when that nurse lady or doctor, lady, yeah, I don't know what she is. Scientist. The, the, the scientist, the assistant to Dr. Hemlock started talking and he called her or she called her Omega. I was like, oh, my gosh, here we go. She's a clone, too. This is probably.
3: Uh, I called that from the very beginning yeah. like the, the first episode that we saw that that scientist girl in and she started talking i was like she has a kiwi accent i guarantee she's a clone <laughs> <Kiwi
1: accent>. lovely <laughs> everybody from australia is obviously a clone
2: <laughs> new zealand isn't it new, oh,
3: yeah new yeah, yeah that the voice actress that part is, of the is world from new zealand <laughs>
1: So anyway, it ended there. We are left on a cliffhanger. We don't know what's happening with the batch. We don't know where tech is. So far as we know, the other clones don't know where Omega is.
2: Yeah. Hunter says we are going to get her back and we will, we won't stop searching until we find her or until we do. And I'm so, so I'm like, So next season will basically be like the search for Spock.
1: Yes. Mm. So there we go. Did we miss anything, Debbie? Keeper of the notes.
2: I don't know. You were all over the place. I I was all over the place. (laughs) I think we're good. (laughs)
1: Anyway, Bad Batch season two, two part season finale. Go watch it. It was great, emotional roller coaster. Lots of fun had by all. Now let's talk Mando, shall we? This week's episode, Dave, if you're watching, and if you watch later, that's fine. I'm gonna say these last two episodes now have been for you, and for those that don't know, Dave gramillion the, the guy that runs GNN, that does all of the, makes all of this possible. He is of the mind that Michael Bay needs to direct a Star Wars film because <laughs> he wants the win the explosions oh, yeah. and everything else and these two last two episodes have been action packed. So we're straying from not not straying. We're just we're not following the same formula as Andor but we're still getting our our Michael Bay Star
3: Wars. There you go Dave, these two episodes are for you. Yep. yep. All that was missing was an American flag somewhere in the background, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and a
3: and highway. Performer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, highway chase. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so Mando starts off. Where does Mando start? Um, Navarro. Navarro. Mm-hmm. And the pirate king shows back up. He's pissed off. He was a lot more intimidating, I think, in this one than he was in the first episode. He was a lot, lot scarier. Posed more of, to me, it was more of a threat.
3: So, I. Well, I mean, he actually did something this episode. I know. Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He didn't just sit there like a fungus on a log. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Aha, he is a fungus <laughs> funny story <laughs> so anyway he shows up at Navarro he's blasting the crap out of everything he forces the citizens to leave um, Carl Weathers decides to call to help for the new republic uh, we see um, Gosh, Teva Yep, mm-hmm. I keep thinking Mr. Miyagi because he just reminds me of Miyagi. It's the goatee. It's the goatee. It's it's got to be. It's got to be that goatee. It's and it's the fact that it's so white. It's just like I'm like God. He looks like Mr. Miyagi. He's driving me nuts. So anyway, um, he says, "Hey, we're being shot up." He goes to Coruscant to try and appeal. To the New Republic to go help them. And who is in <laughs> charge at Coruscant but Tim Meadows? Tim Meadows, the guy from Saturday Night Live and Mean Girls. And uh, what's, oh, Goldberg's. He was in the Goldberg, <clears throat> the ladies' man. Mm-hmm. The ladies' man was in charge of requisitions at the New Republic. <laughs> figure that one out shows up, asks for help. The guy says, um, yeah, we'll look into it later. They're not really a member world. We saw another side of the, um, I can't think of her name now either pain oh, pain oh mm-hmm. evil. She's, she's got an agenda. We didn't see another side.
2: She's still she's, It's the same side. She,
1: she's just adding to it. How's that? She's adding to her... Uh,
2: I mean, the way her, she just kind of oozed herself into the conversation. Yeah. You know? Oh, by the way, I'm going to the cafe. Do you want anything?
1: I was like, oh, yeah, you didn't Gaggy. mean to do that. Come on now. <laughs> but... And the way he said uh, when he asked her about Navarro, and she was like, oh, "Yeah, yeah, I know, I know what's going on down there." Blah 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 blah. And even uh, Mister Miyagi was sitting there looking at her, going, "Because he looked at her. He looked at her badge." And Luke asked, "What was the mm-hmm. significant of him looking at her badge?" And I because her well, badge uh,
2: signifies that she
1: was once a, a r- or, uh,
2: Imperial, and she's now in yeah rehabilitation. Mm-hmm supposedly. So not.
1: <laughs> I don't think she's yeah. I'm still thinking she's working for Gideon. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm.
2: yeah, we're I think she yeah. is his, his inside thinking. person. Um, yeah.
3: Well I mean j- judging what judging from what she did to Dr. Pershing, I've started I'm starting to think that she is the rehabilitation.
1: Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> so anyway, so we see her true colours flaunted yes yet again um well uh, you know even before that when he got the hollow disk when mm-hmm. he was at the bar and he got the hollow disk i said hey or was it was it a bar yeah cuz they were shooting pool and hanging out and everything and we got one of the greatest cameos of of all time. Well, I don't want to say the greatest cameo of all time. But it was a damn good cameo. It was a
2: damn Yeah, good. it came out of nowhere.
1: I, and,
2: and he looked so good. I don't think He did. did. That
1: would come in.
0: Yeah, there's no other live doing. action of him at all. I don't no, think. Nothing. Right no. I, yeah. Amazing. Uh,
1: not even not a, Okay, so for those that don't know and for those that are not have not watched The Mandalorian, <laughs> we got Zeb from <laughs> Rebels. OK, yes, his his entire species has never been featured at all in live action Star Wars. This was the first time that we got him and we his name was never mentioned, but.
0: We're going with it. Uh, <laughs> it IMDB in the has it and that is. Uh, oh, the caption said it, too.
2: Yeah, oh, in mine. Yeah. OK.
1: All right. Well,
0: there you go. Oh, I went so, straight to I was like, who is it? <laughs> is that well, really?
1: and Cam even said we we chatted before this and Cam had even said that the the voice actor who had who did that character was also the same voice actor as Zeb. So I'm we're going with Steve it. it Zeb. Yep. So I
2: Yeah, I, I I yeah, when the character came up and I was just like but I didn't want to get my hopes up, but then as soon as he started speaking, I was like
1: Zane Zane Martin's on. Hi, hey Zane. How are you? Oh my so goodness! Cool. Really faithful to the rebels' design. Absolutely. So I, agree. Like, I completely agree. It looked great, and and of course, all of this is going to tie into Ahsoka. We've got uh, the Ahsoka show coming up. We already know that Sabine Wren is confirmed for that. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe Ezra, Ezra is now confirmed. Ezra. Yep. Um, and we know they're hunting for Thrawn. So, oh my God! <laughs> do we have a Thrawn? Are we gonna? I'm I'm calling it now. We're gonna see Thrawn at the end of the Mandalorian of this no! season of the Mandalorian. I'm gonna call it because he's going on record. <laughs> well, because the 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 scene, and this was a few episodes back where they were uh, where they bombed the crap out of uh, Bo's Castle. Bo's Castle. And then all of a sudden, the tie interceptors show up, and there was like a lot of them. And he said something. He said, "I think that's that armament's a bit much for just a warlord, or something mm. along that lines." So I'm like, "Oh, is?" This and then I of-? said,
2: "Who else would have that many interceptors?"
1: Mm. So I'm calling it Thrawn at the end of this season, and that will help loop in with Ahsoka calling it now uh, in fact it wouldn't <laughs> ahsoka may have mandalorian season 3.1 in it they did it with boba fett why wouldn't they do it with Ahsoka?
2: well they're all connected i don't know why people get all up in arms about it because they're all connected so yeah they're gonna appear in each other's shows i get mm-hmm. it it's perfect
1: it's like poetry it just runs together it's beautiful
3: Yep. Now here's hoping that Thrawn is
2: played by Nicolas Cage. (laughs) No, no, (laughs) no. no. I I love Nicolas Cage, but no, no. Well, he he does have
0: experience working with Pascal, so
2: yeah, Uh, yeah. (laughs) See,
3: they've already got chemistry.
1: (laughs) Everybody's already seen the meme. There's millions of memes out there with that one scene in it where they're driving along. So yeah. Anyway. If you haven't seen it, go look up the Nick Cage meme. You'll you'll get it. <laughs>
0: um,
1: so we had we had Zeb. That was all kinds of exciting. He only had a couple of lines, but regardless, it was enough. It was enough. <laughs> it was enough to
0: to establish that that was the character. My wife looked at me and said, "Are you 12? I'm literally going, "That's Zeb! Oh my god! That's Zeb! That's Zeb! Oh my god!" Like.
1: She's like,
0: what?
1: Just... <laughs> yeah. Nick Cage, Austin. Hi, Austin, how are you? Yeah, Nick Cage's throne would be sick. Yeah, see, okay. somebody agrees with me. No, there we
2: go. no, people, please, no.
0: Make it so. This is the way.
2: <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have my pick only because some of the book co- covers that he's been on, he yeah. looks exactly like Jason Isaacs. Mm. exactly but
3: exactly like Nicolas Cage no, <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: Jason yep. Isaacs wouldn't be too bad though you're talking that's uh, that was uh, Malfoy right Malfoy and he also voiced and the Inquisitor and in Rebels he also did uh, gosh I just saw a movie with him in it the other day and I was like
2: oh my gosh it's Malfoy yeah yes I, I would I, like Benedict too but I doubt that'll happen <laughs> I...
0: No,
1: yeah, yeah, maybe. Hi, Zane, how are you? Oh, do you we got you a minute ago, Zane. I apologize. <laughs> Dave's not yes. with Dave. us <laughs> <not. I'm laughs> today. I'm off my game. I need to get... I'm drinking my decaf tonight. I should be drinking my regular coffee tonight, <laughs> anyway. Okay, so, um. He sends the, uh, the, the New Republic, says, no, we're not going to help them. So he goes and he hunts down the Mandalorians. He finds them in their alcove. And, and again, we, we have this thing where he says, how did you find us? And he said, well, we've got somebody on the inside with you guys. He served with me in the rebellion. <laughs> and, of course, there's R five. Mm-hmm. And when uh, what's her name gave him to him, he said, "Oh, he's a hero of the rebellion." And I'm like, "Okay, so he blew himself up to let R two go, you know?" And... Big whoop. But now apparently R five has got this. Uh, they're going to come out with a comic book series strictly for R five. <laughs> <laughs> How was he a hero of the rebellion?
3: Yeah, it's a, it's gonna, it's gonna come back that uh, R five was the real Rebel Alliance leader
2: yeah and what was so funny was because you know in previous se- seasons uh din didn't trust droids yeah and and you know so now he's coming around to where he's starting to trust them you know he, he and now we can't
1: it. trust them at all again and
2: then yeah and then uh the r5 goes and snitches on him so i was <laughs> 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 like oh shit and
1: and we got it. We got some good stuff out of and mm-hmm. which I really like him. I, John Favreau's doing amazing things with him. So that is not
2: Favreau; it is played by somebody else. If you look in the credits, is
3: isn't, isn't the voice Favreau? I think the voice is Favreau, though, isn't it? Are you
2: sure? No, Favreau's not even credited. I. it don't even sound like Favreau. But yeah, it's a different actor.
1: Hmm. His helmet still looks too small. Mm
2: -hmm. But I
1: figured out why. I figured out why because most Mandalorians, they've got the the thing goes all the way to the back. His cuts up and then goes around. So it looks, you know, it's just the front part of the face shield. And then it goes. So I was looking at it and I was just like, his helmet still looks. Like he doesn't have a neck. Yeah, Yeah. something. I don't (laughs) know.
0: His his head is too small (laughs) for his body. Nicholas (laughs) King.
3: Yeah, all the the Mandalorians are getting together to go off world and he's going to come up like travel
0: with caution
1: (laughs) (laughs) so anyway um, but but we get some good one liners out of him I really liked it with the uh, where he says something like we can't let him leave we could just kill him right now hilarious.
3: He had some good one-liners, but that speech he gave was pretty solid. Oh, my God.
0: Yes. That's a stand-up.
3: And
1: and honestly, I was like, oh, my gosh. Seriously? They just rescued your kid. Yeah. And you're gonna turn on him. Mm -hmm. And then he says something like, hey, we're Mandalorians. This is what we do. And he saved my son, so... This is the way. And everybody's like, this is the way. And I was like, oh, oh, oh it's <laughs> gonna get good now. Because there's a lot of them in there. There's a lot of them Mandalorians in there. It's like they went to Comic-Con and said, okay, everybody who's in that Mandalorian outfit, <laughs> come in with us, and we need you as extras. So let's yeah. let's rock and roll.
3: Oprah drops in, you're in the Mandalorian. You're in the <laughs> Mandalorian.
1: Everybody here's in the Mandalorian. <laughs> So they go to the they go to Navarro. Um, the plan is for Den to draw the snub fighters off while um, Bo drops the troops in at various spots. I thought the the ground and air battle was good
3: stuff again mm-hmm.
1: again so good and and really just the that when she flew in even flying to drop them in was awesome just the cinematography on that and the way the cameras were moving and the way was. that they fell and then you're like okay well they're they're about to you know parachute and then they take on their jetpacks and they oh, kind I of float know. down i was like oh, so but,
0: cool.
1: uh,
3: like a, a lot of this episode has felt the most like military that yes. star
1: wars has felt yeah i don't know rogue one was pretty good if you really no. ro rogue one rogue one really hit home with me especially as someone who's served in the military but yeah sure yeah yeah um this this one yes i'll i'll agree with you it's been a very very military the way they moved into position the way they were firing and shooting and carrying on. Even the armor got into the action,
0: so...
2: Mm-hmm. That was awesome. I mean, she just used her tools. and Her hammer and her, hammer and her tongs. Oh my
0: gosh. When, <laughs> when you see her walking, it, walking with it, hanging by her side, you're like, oh, it's on now. It's- <laughs>
1: I, I, I honestly, I was like, oh, yeah, it's about to get good. She's going to throw down now. Because we know she couldn't do it. She did it in the first season when the mm-hmm. stormtroopers attacked the culvert. So, it was like, oh it's about to go down right now. I, what I didn't understand was why the guy firing the cannon didn't notice her beating the crap out of
3: everybody else. behind.
2: Him. They're pirates are out for themselves. They don't care.
3: <laughs> yeah. But if, it, if I'm, you know, holding a pretty, a pretty important position in this battle and I'm hearing my guys behind me getting the crap beaten out of them. I think I might turn at least... around and say,
1: something ain't right.
3: <laughs> I
0: might at least do one of these. Well in all fairness he is trendosan, so you know doesn't have the big um, sensory hearing and hey maybe. that's a racist. <laughs> <laughs> Speech desist.
1: <laughs> wow. So uh they, they liberate they liberate uh what's it called? Uh Navarro Navarro, Navarro. I'm I know um, They liberate Navarro, the Navarro ends basically say you know you're welcome here grief designates an a plot of land for them to live on
2: then we get this scene with what you missed something very important the name of the canyon
1: which was
2: bullock after jeremy
1: bullock oh for boba yeah mm-hmm. jeremy bullock was boba fett so
0: yeah I've got my yeah, autograph oh, I didn't nice. pick up on that. Dang, nice. I missed that completely.
2: That's why I'm here. That's why I take millions <laughs> of <laughs> notes.
1: <laughs> Ebbie's the scribe.
2: So. Yeah, and the, yeah, research, whatever. I mean, 45 I minutes in,
0: I'm starting to get the feel of which one's the mage, which yeah, I'm I'm feeling <laughs> it out. I've got this. <laughs>
3: I, got, I can picture right now De- Debbie as a teenager sitting in her room Dear Diary, the scene starts with blah 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 blah. <laughs> Alright.
1: So they give they give him a plot of land between the lava fields and Bullock Canyon. That's cool. That they can stay at. Then we get this cool scene with the armor and oh. um what the happen. hell
2: was with that
1: i don't know no actually i do know i kind of get it i understand it because when she when she came out or she told her she said you know take off your helmet and she's like whoa hey because she's kind of diving into this whole cult thing she's like i'm not gonna do that and she's like <clears throat> no 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 no. you're fine You, you know do you doubt my position because you're you're fine you you are a Mandalorian, but you are also literally from Mandalore, so you've got nothing to worry about. You've been with both sect- sects of the Mandalorians.
3: Yeah, I mean, she's part of the royal family. Mm-hmm.
1: She's a daywalker, is what she is. <laughs> <laughs> she is She is Blade. She is the uh, all of the strengths, <laughs> and of the weaknesses. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
3: Okay. Well, see, see, see. Don't say that because now I'm gonna go into the next episode hoping that she gets a whole bunch of kills, and then she just does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, so she brings her out. She doesn't have her helmet on. Pos Pos doesn't. He doesn't like scold her. Or look down on her. She's like he's. He just says, but she doesn't have her helmet on. You know, it's like, okay, are we doing something new? And 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 I guess mainly because she's doing it with the armor. And the armor is bringing her out. But again, I understand, like I said, why she did that, and that was because the armor realizes that she can she can unite Mandalore. She can unite the the different sects and clans and whatnot that are all out there that um and because she can move between both sides basically
2: so or was this Bo's plan all along here's my theory oh, oh. here we go <laughs> <two>. <laughs> the armorer is the only person she tells about the mythosaur correct right and so that really means something to to the armorer because they all thought it was a myth, you know, or a legend, or you know, they really
1: long were, extinct, even.
2: Yeah, long extinct. So with her saying that she saw the mythosaur, does that trump the dark saber?
0: Um,
2: and was that Bo's plan all along? I'm I'm
1: gonna say. I, I, I think I saw a video on this um, on YouTube and it was, they were saying that they think that the Mythosaur does trump the Darksaber because the Mythosaur was first. We didn't have the, the Jedi Mandalorian until later on, after everybody was already writing Mythosaurs. Mm-hmm. So the, the Mythosaur is the, the larger icon of power
2: the first icon of power yeah that that's
1: so, that's the the theory i'm buying into at this point mainly yeah, cuz I, I don't want to see her and ben have to duke it out over the dark saber
2: yeah that that's uh <laughs> oh john <laughs> Uh, John
1: Discardi from the podcast. I'll see your dark saber and raise you a mythosaur.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so I'm wondering if that was kind of Bo's plan. Maybe not a plan, but you know that's what she was going for. And yeah, thinking that the mythosaur would definitely trump the dark saber.
3: I don't know. I mean she, she seemed she seemed genuinely put off by the armorer's reaction to it. Um and and you I mean you could see that she was visibly shaken from seeing the Mythosaur. I think that um I think the armorer being somebody in a position of power I and and Bo Katan herself being somebody in a position of power, I feel like she felt more more uh inclined to confide in her. Because, because I don't know. Maybe the armor was just just seen more trustworthy, uh, trustworthy well, or something. I don't know. I, who's she think, gonna tell? <laughs>
1: well, I think too a lot of it has to do with the fact that um, Bo was the only one that saw the Mythosaur. Mm. You know, Den was down there, but he was unconscious at the time. So he was he dazed
2: and confused.
1: Yeah, exactly. So. I think the armor looking at Bo and saying you're the one is because she's the only one that has at this point who has seen the, 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 the creature itself.
2: I don't know. I think I, I, I just, I'm not going to say I don't trust Bo, but I don't know. I, there's just an ulterior motive because I think she truly likes din and the thought of, Defeating him or killing him to get the Darksaber in order to, you know, rule Mandalore. I don't think she really wants to do that. So, this myth, whole Mythosaur thing is her back door. Now, does she like
1: Den or does she like Den? Because I've seen a lot of people saying that too, to where, okay, she's got the Mythosaur, he's got the Darksaber, king and queen of Mandalore right there
2: mommy and daddy to grogu yeah
3: yep. the continuing John
2: uh she never mentioned it to den right? yep. it the, they'll be
3: continuing star Wars' tradition of having you know a girl twice as old as a boy <laughs> going out <laughs> with the boy
1: yeah yeah
2: ain't nothing wrong with that <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and you know you said something about not trusting uh, uh bo-katan as well but you gotta you gotta remember In the Clone Wars, when we're first introduced to Bo, she's she's bad guy. She's she was part of Death Watch. She was part of Death Mm -hmm. Watch.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I mean, there may still be some. She's really developed as a character, but there may still be some evil underlying intentions there. Well, I
2: think she still feels entitled. I I guess,
0: uh, Dana. No, I was saying that just what you were saying, Demi, um, when we have that scene in the, the previous episode where she's just sitting in that, you know, just, uh I'm going to have to kill him. You know, <laughs> like whatever she, she had aspirations of being much more than what she is today. And I think you're, you're spot on. I think using the mythosaur is a way that she can achieve what she wants to achieve without harming Den, because I really do think there is like like with at least her to den and maybe maybe the other way too um but i think it was really evident when he visited her that second time and she was like oh i'm through with you no there was a little tension there i thought but how many what
1: how many different ways captioning isn't getting how Bo is
0: spelled (laughs) but throughout her past i felt like yeah she she always had aspirations to be more than what she was in her station. She was from the royal family. She should be. She's destined to do this. So what do I have to do to get there? But I don't want to harm those that I actually might care a little bit about.
2: It's that's, just my theory. That's
1: why I like I'm thinking it. she gets the mythosaur. He gets the dark saber. Mm-hmm. And, and I wouldn't Korea. be mad about that. No, I wouldn't mm-hmm. either. I would
3: It definitely be Maybe she'll pull in Elia Kane and just kill Din at the last minute.
2: No. <laughs> she'll hire some guy
1: she set the precedent. It's she'll now hi- a possibility. She'll hire some guy known as the mountain to uh to kill <laughs> Din. Yeah. I still don't know what that means, but I know what it what it stands for, so I can make a funny.
2: <laughs> Are you referring to Game of Thrones? Game, Game of Thrones? Of Thrones oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Pedro Pascal was apparently killed by somebody called The Mountain.
0: Oh, yeah. He was yes. destroyed by this guy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'll, again, haven't watched Game of Thrones. It's on my list of things. It's all done now so I can watch all of it and I don't have to worry about
0: <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Next week's episode. You're me. <laughs>
1: yes, absolutely. And mm-hmm. she showed that with the, uh, with the little... Uh, living beast thing on mandalore the (laughs) living machine so um then we roll into this uh it's the last scene it's almost like a post credit scene that's Mm. that's kind of the vibe i got from it um think Moth Gideon is a former Mandalorian. Maybe. Oh, I have theories galore. Oh, whoa. I have theories galore uh, when we get there. So, we get to um, Teva. And he's looking at a ship, a land a shuttle. He sends a little um, scout thing in there, a probe, like like Captain Picard, send a probe.
0: Off of his droid. Off of the droids. i like, yeah, yeah, cool. never seen that before. That was a <laughs> oh, new
3: one. That was that good one. That was cool. So well that not? I mean it makes It, sense. it was the same thing that it was the same mm. thing you saw that R2 had uh, on Dagobah whenever he fell into the lake and yeah. um, that little camera popped up. It was right. the same thing. It just wasn't yeah, but deployed. The patch, yeah. yeah.
1: Well maybe Mystery. this was an upgraded R2 unit that could that didn't need to have it attached all the time.
3: Hey, hey, nothing is more upgraded than R2D2.
1: <laughs> yes. John, you are absolutely right. That's exactly what I was thinking when I when I he's doing the scan across the ship. Yeah. It's right out of aliens. You're absolutely right. You I was waiting right. for the drips. <laughs> <laughs> But the, uh, they, they scan it, they find the flight crew, they do some digging, they find out that this was Moff Gideon's transport, transporting him to the trials, and obviously it didn't make it. The crew is dead, but Gideon's not there, and there is a small piece of Beskar embedded in the hull. And the last thing said was, "Do you mean that Mandalorians did this?" And I'm just like, ah, "Don't jump to conclusions now." <laughs> I mean, uh, let's let's think about this. And and Gar Saxon, maybe Moff Gideon was a Mandalorian, and maybe Gar Saxon's um, men are liberating liberating him. My thought on it is that. The Imperials took over Mandalore, and they had all the Beskar. And um, they stole all the Beskar during the purge. And we knew we know this because when Den was hired to find the child in the first season, Mm -hmm. that's what his reward was was chunks of Beskar with the Imperial logo on it. Imperial logo, yeah. So Gideon
2: was the client. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah, and. I'm just looking at it going, you know what? This is, uh, this was Imperials that did this and they're just, they're still using the best scar that they've got. That's my theory anyway. And I think Thrawn did it. That's why I think we're going to have Thrawn by the end of
0: this. Mm-hmm.
2: I I have a couple of theories. Thrawn was one of my theories <clears throat> that, you know, of course we all know Thrawn is like 20 steps ahead of everybody else. So, that's a theory that it could be Thrawn Uh, another theory Mm. is that maybe he upgraded his dark trooper armor Uh, the one I like is that it was actually Praetorian guards
0: Mm -hmm.
1: oh first order
0: Mm-hmm.
2: oh
1: we're bringing because in, we're when everything together are we
2: yeah uh because gideon ruled over mandalore after the imperial <laughs> took over
1: yes matt
0: we got the ladies man <laughs> <You're>
1: like,
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: yes, would you like yes.
0: a fish sandwich yes
2: so anyways yeah when he took over or ruled over Mandalorian, he had a group of Mandos that were very uh, loyal to him. And they were Praetorian guards. Mando Praetorian guards. Hmm. So, it could have been them.
3: I hope so. (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) because... I know
2: you would.
1: (laughs) Oh,
3: yeah. yeah. Y'all know I love the Praetorians. I, thought, my, uh, I, I think them guys are awesome.
1: My, my thought on why I think this is Thrawn, because Thrawn is, as we all know, Thrawn is a master tactician. He knows how to put the pieces of something into play. And we also know from was it Book of Boba Fett, maybe or maybe it was season two of The Mandalorian, where uh, the armor says we don't make our weapons out of Beskar, we make our armor out of Beskar. So the fact that there is a chunk of Beskar where it's like, oh, well, this was a Beskar bolt fired from a blaster or whatever, I don't see that. And I think Thrawn is there throwing the Beskar in either to throw the New Republic off or try and point the blame at somebody else so that they can continue doing their stuff behind the scenes.
2: Well, there is a couple in this one, I, I don't, I don't agree with at all, but there were a few people on TikTok, And I think I even seen it on Facebook and Twitter a couple of times, but they were all saying that it was Sabine. And I was like, that makes no sense. whatsoever. Sabine free
1: Gideon. Why yeah. would she?
2: That's what I'm saying. That made no sense whatsoever. Uh, but I don't. I don't know where they got that. I, I guess it was just okay. Well, we're starting to induce introduce. Uh, you know the, the ghost crew. You know we just had Zeb, so this is a way to uh-huh. get yeah. Sabine in there. But I, I don't see her taking Gideon, unless she thought it was a way to bring it's out Thrawn, mm-hmm. because that's what she's doing right now. She's looking for Thrawn.
1: And we know that because of. Uh season of mandalorian so that they're they're hunting thrawn they're hunting thrawn and um uh, ezra uh, ultimately ezra, ezra. yes yeah. so man uh, still think ezra's dead but
3: you stop right. that right now nope. no i'm serious
1: i'm still of the mind hey went through hyperspace in an open ship
3: my boy is alive
2: and kicking Force bubble
0: there's always a way around the Force. I know that's not how the Force works, but it, it does. It does work that
3: way. <laughs> uh, uh, you see, uh, life uh, finds a way.
1: <laughs> life found a way. Okay, Debbie, did we miss anything? We unpacked a lot in this Mandalorian episode.
2: No. A lot of good stuff. I think we caught the majority
1: from the ladies man to bullet Canyon. So (laughs) yes, Matt, we did talk about the ladies, man, Tim Meadows. We love him. Yeah. (laughs) Zane, you just showed me up your, yes. If Leia can fly, then as thanks. All right. Fine.
2: (laughs) Nice. Very nice. Zane. Very nice. Fine. I like it. And it rhymes. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh lordy all right uh shameless self-promotions debbie you got anything
2: tomorrow night friday night i will be with mr john biscardi of the geek and i podcast and we are talking picard season three in mm-hmm. this week's episode is did y'all do a marathon episode last week or did you I think it was like an hour episodes. and a half. We oh, okay. we kind of touched on, because we were like three episodes, three episodes behind. behind. Yeah, Yeah. so we, we kind of touched on the first two episodes, and then we really dug into that third episode. But we're all caught up, so we're only talking about <laughs> this week's episode. And once again, it was very good, and I am so confused as to what the hell is going on. So Is <laughs> Q involved? He has not shown up.
0: I Has like he that shown answer.
1: Any Ah? <laughs> uh? Has he been in any of the seasons?
2: He was in season two. Okay.
1: All right. All right. Um, Cam, shameless self-promotions.
3: Uh, my new Cam and Focus video on the film Sicario came out. Uh, what was it? Last week a few days ago <laughs> no wait yeah no yeah i can't think it was last week yeah yeah last week yeah. And, <laughs> and uh it 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 racked up views faster than in almost any other video i've done um and, and it, in that video i talk about why the climax of that film uh that doesn't have any action in it is so effective uh ch- check it out if you haven't i really i really love that film Denis Villeneuve is my all-time favorite director and he kills it with this movie
1: very cool, very cool. Uh Dana, shameless self-promotion. Oh, talk so, about your article now. Now yeah. we can talk about your <laughs> You are welcome. That's, the floor is yours.
0: Thank you. The floor is mine. Uh there's an article up on GN for uh, Disney. Did they already give us uh Star Wars Underworld? I was surfing around Facebook and saw um this clip come back up from that kind of nine-minute, 10-minute teaser from years ago. Uh so I started digging around and really you can see through the article at the end of the day, it's I don't want to take it all away. I want you to read it. Um Disney's already done this. Um, yeah. but in the form of many things. And we're talking about the underworld of Coruscant and the kind of seedy characters and the villains and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we have that through Andor and Rogue One and the list goes on. So kind of talks about that and touches about it. That maybe cool i guess if we did but we don't really need one we're getting plenty of that right now
2: we just need more More. i was so disappointed when that show was uh canceled and i was very disappointed when they canceled the game 1313.
0: 1313. i brought that up as well like that would have been a a way to interact with that underworld there's a book uh, right before disney took over i was in the middle of right before the vong war and i can't remember which one it was but uh It doesn't matter because it doesn't matter anymore (laughs) it always (laughs) matters hey on this sir, we like legends and (laughs) canon
1: okay
0: it just there was uh they were on i like i said i don't remember what book uh bacta comes from twilight's the what's the planet can't remember where bacta comes from the planet that bacta comes from anyway cd underworld i can't remember either I know is that right right, right. Ryloth. 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 ryloth thank you so there's like the kind of the underground ryloth the book goes through all these bits of uh, following this twilight through everything it was really gritty really adult um just really good uh and i think watching the mandalorian uh and seeing how with rogue one was even kind of the military piece brought out um i know freddie prince jr went crazy saying that star wars is for kids but i think those kids grew up into Jon Favreau, Dave Filoni, and these guys. So they're making what they wanted, what we always wanted to see the show evolve with us. Um, granted, George Lucas didn't see that, and so what? It's not yours anymore. What's really cool is we're getting what I think we wanted during those those times back in, about twenty years ago. So
1: back in the back in the well.
0: I say 20 years ago, and I'm stabbing myself Jeez, in the heart. I was gonna ride. say, yeah.
2: was it 20 years ago? Because now I feel more ancient than I usually to. Uh, right.
0: 2008. I think it was 2008 when they made the announcement, or 2000. I, I put it in the article. I don't recall now. Yeah. Uh,
2: 2007
0: they made the announcement, so you're looking at uh 15 years. 15 years.
2: Let's still, go. yeah, my kids, still... my kids were young, so I know.
1: Right? <laughs> I mean, that's I remember growing up, and we've talked about this ad nauseum. Growing up with. Three movies and like six books, seven books. So you had the three Han Solo books, the three Lando Calrissian books, and Splinter of the Mind's Eye. And that was it. Mm -hmm. And then in 1985, they stopped selling the toys and the Ewoks cartoons went off. And there was a period between 1985 and the Dark Ages. Yeah, the Dark Times. (laughs) Everybody's complaining, oh, Disney's messing up Star Wars. I'm like, hey. Some of us grew up in a time when there was no Star Wars, so...
0: Mm -hmm. In our formidable years, too. I love it. I think I'd gotten through like 30 or so of the novels, and then when all that happened, I kind of threw a fit. But it's okay. I'm over it,
1: (laughs) sort (laughs) of. Lovely. Um, As far as my shameless self-plugs, though... Mac MacArthur also lived through the dark times. Yep. <laughs> um, geek, uh, geek... Oh, by the way, Dana's article is on geeknewsnow.net. Sorry. Sorry. Check it out. No, you're fine. You're fine. Don't worry about it. We're going to plug everything here in just a minute. <laughs> um, myself and Dave Gramellion in June will be at Dallas Fan Expo for three whole days three days they've just added zachary levi to the guest huh. list as well so we will have zachary levi we're gonna get uh christina ricci is gonna be there mm-hmm. so we'll have the original wednesday ad well not the original wednesday adams but wednesday Add- the revival second one. wednesday the second sure. one. yes thank you um hayden christensen's gonna be there uh Oh, it's going to be good. James Arnold Taylor and Ashley Eckstein and. um. Oh, I can't think of his name now. And I should because I talked to him last time. Matt Latner.
2: Matt. Yeah. Matt Latner.
1: Matt Latner, who voiced Anakin. in, in the, So we'll have the, the Clone, Wars Clone Wars group there. That's awesome. All. And I'll have to. i have to find my picture with me with him because we had a lot of fun with him
2: and celebration is this weekend celebration
1: is this week which i guess
2: john mccormick is going to you lucky, lucky duck you
1: <laughs> must be nice
2: if you get oh. anything for me from kenobi in hayden
1: i'm a and Pedro. lego fan here so if you want to get me like an
2: exclusive uh oh next week is it next weekend i thought it was this weekend oh well well my bad
1: all right okay well that's gonna do it for us check out geeknewsnow.net check out the website check us out on facebook check us out on twitter um check us out on twitch we actually just had a very long 12-hour stream last weekend for uh, one, of our, one of our people's cousin. Her name is Whitney. She's fighting cancer right now. There's a GoFundMe page. Go check out our Facebook page, and you'll see the live stream, and you can get all the details on that. We're trying to raise money for her. Um, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram.
2: TikTok.
1: All over everywhere. Geek News Now is everywhere. But you got to look up Geek News Now. Don't look up GNN because then you get some kind of news site from from somewhere else. My bad. So anyway, go check us out. All the social medias, Geek News Now. We will see you all next week where we will have no bad batch and we're strictly Mandalorian. (laughs) Y'all have a great week and may the Force be with you all.